Ahoy, let's do a podcast. It's Baffled. My name's Dan. This is the place where we look for facts. We work out if they're worth telling or if they are utterly nonsense. Just to save you the time, really. Uh, my facts this week, they've got one about a film star being ballsy. We like ballsy film stars. Also about something like ugh, terrifying. And we'll hear about crap chocolate. Mark, what you got? So, me this week. Hello, everyone, by the way. Uh, me this week, the true origin of a phrase, a movie change, and potentially my new favourite thing. <laughs> We've heard about mm. your favourite things in the past. Uh, my favourite long road stretches across the whole of Australia. Connor, what have you got? Mackie D's, Samsung phones, and bulletproof animals. Right, there you go. The whole gamut of facts, the whole spectrum of Factola covered. Uh, stick around, it's a brand new episode of Baffle. 
break trying to break down the the phil- philosophy of taste. I'd say. Yeah, the philosophy of taste. I think the actual. I wanted to say on this this fact. I think the actual idea behind what they're trying to achieve is fantastic. Like trying to encourage kids to eat more vegetables in a funner, more enjoyable way. It, it, I, I get I get that it's a good place, but a ridiculous way of doing it. I think a better way of doing it would be to try and get the veg incorporated into the food somehow without them not really tasting it, but it being there. Do you know what I mean? Well, that, that's that's how they apparently tried to make Donald Trump eat healthier when he was in the White House. They tried to hide the veg in other stuff. Ugh. But I think that I think the bigger I think the bigger thing for me here is you're not going to have like the taste of bubblegum broccoli is going to be sweet. Mm. You're not going to want something sweet while you're chewing down on a hamburger at the same time, right? So therefore, you're going to want it for dessert. You're not going to go, you know, I'll have for dessert broccoli. Okay, okay. Like, it's just it, it just doesn't work. Question for it just you doesn't work. Question for you, because this is what comes to my yeah. mind. Name me one meal on the McDonald's menu where broccoli is in it, because this confused me. There's, look, there's, there is one. There's so much that's wrong with this. I, look, the, the problem with it being sweet is then it confuses people when they have broccoli later. Yeah. When kids think, oh, broccoli tastes like bubblegum, and then they actually find out it tastes like a bitter tree, a bitter soggy tree, they're going to be even more annoyed with broccoli than most 10-year-olds are. That's problem number one. Two, why broccoli? Like, why make it taste like bubblegum? Why don't you do, you know, like but like carrot fries, which they've done, or broccoli fries? Fine. Also, I don't want to sound like, you know, someone on Twitter that cancels everyone, but stay in your lane, McDonald's. Look, own, and we're willing to be sponsored, and I don't want to get libelous, but we know that you don't make the healthiest of food. Why bother? Just own it. So you know what? Eat us every now and then. Eat your vegetables. Do that. But we do fatty burgers and greasy chips. We'll accept that. That's my problem. Stay in your lane, Hans. Mm. Some would say it's rattled rattled the cage of Dan. <laughs> it really has. I don't know why. There's just something. Maybe uh, I, I love broccoli. Like broccoli is one of my favourite veg. It's top tier veg for me. And just the idea that they're sullying this. Well, that's the thing as well. Uh, I can't remember. You hit the nail on the head really when you were saying like if you change the taste of a vegetable like broccoli to bubblegum, and then that is set into that kid's mind, then when, are they going to be like a 45-year-old man imagining broccoli to taste like bubblegum? Mm, it's a bit worrying. Right, Mark, give us your first fact of the show. Okay, Shrek wasn't always Scottish. Oh, God. So, <laughs> I love Mike it. Myers... Mike Myers is obviously the voice of Shrek. So he was originally hired to replace Chris Farley, who was going to voice him, but then he died before he could record it. So Mike Myers went and redid all of the Shrek, or went and did all the Shrek dialogue in his normal Canadian accent. They then listened back to it, and Mike Myers went, nope, I want to redo it in, the new- in Scottish. It cost them four to five million dollars to redo, but I think it's fair to say. It was definitely the right. Have we had a fact. Have we had a fact like this? Like before, we had a fact like this before. I, 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 this rings a bell as well yeah, with, we have, with something similar. No, there were, there were, Not this exact fact, we, but we have discussed no. this. Wasn't there something in a film once where they redone something, and it cost fortunes, and it was something so petty, like like the accent or whatever. Yeah, I mean, mate, we've done over a year's worth of episodes, nine episodes a week. I mean, it's tough to call them, but we've had we've had Shrek facts before. Um, Mark, why did you have to finish a fact like you're um, like you're an infomercial on the telly? And <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you'll agree, something public radio, that it the film was all it. the better for it. 
Well, I think it was. Let's face it. Uh, apparently, so the reason behind it is that Mike Myers said uh, that he thought that Shrek was raised working class. And since Lord Farquaad was English, he thought maybe you Shrek should therefore him. be Scottish. Big old Bobby Bull. Mm. I just think he could do a good Scottish accent and thought, you know what? Well, let's slip it in. Yeah, exactly. Easy. He's thinking about the future. Easy. He's thinking, look, if I can bag myself a role on a great big Disney film and I can be Scottish in it, this looks good on the CV. It's it good in the works, portfolio. You know. Huh? It's DreamWorks, but you know, we'll let it oh, slide. God, here we go. Mark's there sieving for it. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. This is. I mean, I, I, I just want anything that is levied at Div- Disney here to be precise. All right. That's that, that, that's all I'm asking. I appreciate that. Was there a, was there a fact earlier on where the someone who made DreamWorks used to be at Disney? Was that a thing? Yeah, DreamWorks got started by a guy who basically left Disney very disgruntled, so he went and set up DreamWorks to compete. And we've had Shrek facts about the the, the, the the song being a placeholder, Smash Mouth All Star. That wasn't meant to be in the final cut. It could have been a film with a Canadian Shrek and without the best song in it. Like, that would not have got three Shreks and spin-offs galore, would it? I tell you what, it's amazing. Like, just saying we've done over a year's worth of these podcasts and I can never remember any facts. When someone says something that's, you know, nearby, you do dig them out of your memory palace, don't you? Mm. I'm enjoying this. Right, time for my first fact of the show. It's another film one, another film star throwing his big old powerful... Testicles around. Uh, it's <laughs> there's over, over something quite small though, right? So in Gone Girl, Ben Affleck's character was supposed to wear a baseball cap in cap in the airport to avoid attention, but a spat between Ben Affleck and the director David Fincher over what team the hat would be shut down production for four days. <sighs> one, two, three, four days. That's a lot of money. Just get playing a lot on. Of, a lot of people dicking around, a lot of people waiting there, a lot of people not doing anything because you don't like the team that's on the right. hat. Do you know what? It's one of the biggest, Outrageous. it's one of my biggest, biggest pet peeves is when egos get in, in the way of... of <laughs> when, when does this happen for you? Uh, <laughs> like, uh, oh, tell anytime you, you know we record never, Baffled. You're, oh, you'll never bloody guess what happened to me the other day. Uh, you know, um, you know, Mike Myers, uh, he was only chatting to me and then he said, can we redo the bloody oh, conversation yeah, yeah, actually, so you can do it in a Scottish accent? Actually, yeah, to be fair, only like super famous actors can have egos. You are right, you are right. Egos don't exist in the uh, normal folk like us. But it's just, it's just, it's just funny the way that you said it was like it's such an ego like, thing, isn't it? Though, like that's such a like, you, you yeah. know, like it's f-ing ridiculous, though, isn't it? Like when you when you look what, at that, what, what was his reasoning? Well, he's just being Ben Affleck, isn't he? Like he's probably had a moment, he's probably had a bad day or whatever that day, and he thought, I'm gonna, I'm gonna power play this. So uh, David Fincher wanted it to be a New York Yankees cap, uh, but the native Bostonian refused. I imagine he wanted a Boston yeah. Red Sox cap, uh, saying that he'd never hear the end of it. And the pair eventually compromised that it would be a New York Mets hat. So I guess kind of win-win. Yeah. I think the stupid thing about this is that, A, no one watching that film gives a flying mm. That's the key thing here. No one but if cares. you do, no if one you goes, do. You know what? I actually, I thought that film was really believable until he turned up in a Mets hat. I mean, come on, he no, wouldn't no, be no, wearing no, no, a Mets no, hat, would he? You're missing the point. That's not it. It's, I imagine it's because the people who know care. So yeah. the people who like Ben Affleck goes to see the Boston Red Sox with, if they saw him in a, in a Yankees hat, they'd forever take the <laughs> What is ridiculous about it is that it cared enough about that to shut down production and waste everyone's time for but four days. But this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I can understand Ben Affleck going, look, I can't do it. You know, it's like a Man City fan being asked to wear a Man United 
cap for a thing. I can understand it. It's a big rivalry. But why does the director have to insist? Why does that cause a four-day de- four delay? Oh, just get a plain hat. Just get a normal hat with nothing on it. Yeah. I just, I, I just think it's silliness. Like, it's something that just doesn't need to be a thing, doesn't it? Like, you, no. you, I understand that this sort of thing would bother people in the normal... Like, look, I'm a West Ham fan. I'm not going to walk down the pub in a Millwall shirt. It's just not happening. But when it comes to four-day production bans happening over it, it, I think after, like, five hours of no production, you think they'd sit there and just go, let's forget about it. It doesn't really matter. I mean, they've been. You got to think about it. They've been two days into no production and allowed it to continue for another two days. That's the worrying yeah. thing about <sighs> this. Do you reckon they all just wanted some days off? Yeah. And went, how, how, do you, how do you reckon we should just get like some days off? Should we just all call in sick? No, nah, it's too suspicious that way. We'll have a fight over some hats. That'll be great. I reckon it come under like compassionate leave. <laughs> they were like, we're just going to give you a moment to recover. Uh, Connor, so you sound like you've had experience with people who have thrown their big old ballsy ego uh, around around you. Um, what's been the worst example? Well, what really like gets to you when someone is a bit of a dick about something? It's not. It's not even like I've had loads of sort of experiences myself. It's just like there's so much ego, isn't there? Like in the world, you know, when you just like you see it. You see it on an average day, like getting on the tube, for example. If there's a guy who's wearing like a really nice suit and he's got a briefcase, for some reason he feels like he. I don't know, holds more of a value as a person to you. You see it every day. Like the, but he does. No, he doesn't because I'm a geezer and he is a geezer. Right, as we found go. out from your uh, DNA hereditary results yeah. on Explains last week, <laughs> yeah. you are 60% geezer. After, after three, you need to name the person on this podcast, which of the baffled boys who bring all the noise would um, like do this kind of thing after three. One, two, three. Dan. Mark Heads. Covered it up. Mark Heads and Connor. Yeah, I knew you'd Dan. Me. I mean, let's no, face no. it. What people don't realise is there's four people in this room when we do a recording. Do you know the best there's bit? There's me, there's Connor, there's Dan and there's Dan's ego. Yeah. It takes oh up its word. whole own Do you know the best space. bit, right? I... Hold on, hold on. For everybody... I'm, I'm not the one that ever asked right, to cancel... Record. We can cut this, by the way, Adam. I'm not the one who never asked to cut meetings. Right, can I just I'm say... Yeah, every time. Time. I'm taking full reign on this right now and this is the best thing ever. For every listener right now that can't see Dan, I knew for a minute that he asked that question he was not going to enjoy the answer to the question and it instantly went down and then it all starts well of course be because then suddenly it's a Dan bit of the podcast isn't it he gets I, a little well, cheeky bit of be yours doesn't he I knew it was nothing wrong with having a bit of ego Daniel no well apparently you it's your pet peeve um no, I, I, I'm fine to have an ego, but at least I, at least I turn up to the recordings on time and don't cancel with 20 minutes. Notes. Right, fresh off that discussion about egos and, and caring about the podcast, um, we're now, because of fact-related issues, Mark, give us your second fact of the show. Sweating like a pig. It's not actually what you think. Uh, pigs don't actually sweat. They roll around in mud to cool off. Sweating like a pig actually refers to the process of iron ore smelting, creating pig iron. It's boring, isn't it? <laughs> Me. So what's interesting is I'm happy that you did the end bit because people obviously know that sweats, the pigs don't swear, the elephants don't swear, the hippos don't swear. That's why they roll around in mud. The iron ore melting thing is interesting to know, but... Like, really, really, really freaking boring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not about to run through the whole process and why it's called that. It was more just the fact that when you say you're sweating like a pig and people go, oh, yeah, but pigs don't actually sweat. 
Nothing to do with pigs. It's to do with iron ore smelting instead. I'm so happy that you've cleared it up for me, Mark. I think if there was anything that needed clearing up in Baffled, it was that. Well, let's see how well you can recall that fact, Connor. I know you're busy looking for facts. Um, remember, can you remember what Mark just said? Yeah, something about sweating like a pig. You're actually sweating iron. No. no. I mean, Carry on. We, we need the full thing. We need to test the durability <laughs> of this fact. How, the, what's its stickiness? Has it lodged into your brain? Sweating like a pig means you're sweating this iron and some other substance as opposed to sweating like a pig sweats. I mean, not, down, no. down the pub. Down the pub over a pint. Con, tell me that fact. You, what would you know about sweating like a pig? Well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I can... I can f- tell you mate <laughs> well no I, but say, I, I would class this in the category of outsmarting a smart ass because there's always there is always that person you go oh so today now I'm sweating like a pig and someone goes uh, actually I think you'll find that pigs don't sweat and you go well actually I think you'll find it has nothing to do with that it's all to do with iron ore smelting I think if if, if I was to be down the pub though like Dan just said and one of my mates turned around to me down the pub and went hey Connor what's that fact about sweating like a pig don't think I'd be down the pub with people that ask that sort of question. Mm. But no. if someone said to you, sweating like a pig, you could be, ah, did you know that Shrek was originally Canadian? Right, time for my second fact of the show. Uh, I'm going to play fast and loose with the pronunciation on this because I haven't researched that bit. Just realised. And also... Hey, it's Connor does. Why can't you? <laughs> I know. I know that I'm... Look, I know that some, with some of these facts, we tend to take the piss a bit. I really don't want to do that with this because I don't want to be culturally insensitive. I just want to, uh, like, open your minds to how things around the world work. Okay. A group of Indians yep. called the Agoris, they, they voluntarily live in cremation sites. After a body is burned, they use the ash as makeup. They feed on dead flesh. They drink their wee, their piss... <laughs> hey children they drink their wee uh, all as all, all as a, to mark the principle of living with nature so their idea of living with nature some hug trees some go for long walks in the in the reeds the agoris they live in cremation sites they eat dead body and they use makeup uh, as their a- that's they not living with nature makeup. that's living with dead bodies that's living in that's crime two very different things that's living and committing crime no but this is the point I don't know if it this is committing is... crime though because isn't there a thing well, It's that cannibalism, isn't it? You can be... Yeah, but I, be, I might be wrong here, but I think cannibalism is only if a person... If you've killed a person to eat them. I was waiting for Mark to go... If the I, was person, waiting, I was waiting for Mark to go, hold on If the on person a is already dead, I think, weirdly, it's okay. I was waiting Let's for Mark... Let's get to the Google machine. I was waiting for Mark to go, um, hold on a minute. No, I think... I think that cannibalism is actually okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a problem. No. <laughs> I think we- weirdly, I think I saw that one on Australian law program. So you can eat their bodies. So it may so it may be true in Australia. It may not be true around the world. So you can actually eat their bodies yeah. by law. I mean, you shouldn't. I I would like to say that I don't Surely think you should. Not. But I think by law, if they're already dead, you can't be like cannibalism isn't a crime. So my concern it's is something weird like that. My I don't know the exact on If it. I was at a graveyard in like central London and the coppers are driving by and I was just there chumping on some dead man's kneecap, I wouldn't be told to stop. Well, I think the difference is is that you'd have dug up that guy, which is a crime. 
Okay, so the way of getting the dead body is a crime, unless I've just got them laying around in the shed, which is a whole different story that we're not getting into. Yeah, okay. So Negatron on this. So it's a bit of a, I think, a grey area. Um, You can't can't kill someone and eat them, obviously. obviously. Also, laws forbid, like, the desecration of corpses, so messing with the dead body. You can't do that. But anyone can legally purchase body parts. So it's like anything, isn't it? I guess to a degree, it's like drugs. Like if you bought it, you're free to do whatever you want in your own house. Yeah, that's and these these are dead bodies. Um, yeah, I, I, like you know, so many of these facts come down to how do these things start? Like who was the first of the Aguri tribe that thought, you know what, that dead body, I'm gonna have a little nibble and I'm gonna wipe it on my face and make myself look pretty. Yeah, it's kind, it's kind of. It makes me feel. And a once little... I've eaten someone's thigh. Yeah. I'm going to wash it down with my own piss. Yeah, I mean, do you reckon they're living long lives, these people, or short lives? Is there some health benefits, maybe? Connor, how much would I need to pay you to drink your own urine? Probably not not a lot. That sort of thing doesn't really concern me. I, I, apparently it's good a for litre, you. A litre of it. A litre a of, of my own piss. Wait, yeah, you'd have to pay me some. So, but I'd like, probably sip my own piss just for a laugh. Like, like shine, it's fine because I imagine the taste to be a bit bitter and then you kind of... Bear Grylls does it. Bit, they say that there's like huge health um, benefits from drinking your own wee, isn't there? Mm, that, yeah. Does he do it when he's at home and he's got a fridge full <laughs> and there's a tap of water? No, think, he does it when he's, hmm. you know, halfway in the jungle. I am not having that Bear Grylls drinks his own pee when he's at home by himself. Not mm. having it at shall, all. shall I have some water? Shall I have some Sprite? Maybe a coffee? Nope, I'll have my own piss. Do you reckon he tries to aim? Do you reckon it's an aiming job? Like he just sits there kind of hunched over and tries to get enough force behind no, I think it, the, tries to get enough water I think the pressure. health implications of piss is... I think I've seen Bear Grylls do it but if you like almost like filter it in a certain way and you do that a few times that is then what you can drink you can't just like you know flop your old boy out do it into a Ribena cup and then drink it and you're all good to go it's fine just have a piss into a Brita filter (laughs) stick that in the fridge comes out nice and crisp and cold (laughs) darling darling the filter needs changing for some reason it seems a little bit blocked Bear why have you put apple juice through the Brita filter oh come on Bear come on Right, Connor, you started first in the line. Now you're last in the line. I'll let the listeners figure out why that is. Uh, And, you know, we've been here a good 20 minutes not recording. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. So the US government, between 2006 and 2017, before they realised that it was a bit pointless, made it a priority to save every single public tweet that was ever tweeted in their records, and they filed them accordingly. As in, like, printed them out, put them in a filing cabinet? No, so there was somebody, there was, like, a team of people that focused on tweets that were about the US government themselves, politics, uh, the way things are in the world, etc., etc., and was filing them for reference or for an understanding more as to, like, what's going on in the world? There were hundreds of millions of people in America on Twitter. I know. Who's do, who's doing this? Well, it says here... Who's, who's doing this? It says this? here, the Library of Congress decided to only keep tweets on a very selective basis, including elections and those dealing with something of national interest like public policy. What do you reckon if they'd saved your tweets, Connor? It, it would be random political musings, slagging off West Ham, asking for fashion advice, where you can get a particular coat from. Norm- normally, it's one of those three. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd, yeah, I'd be in the... Fo- I'd, be, I'd be in their little section file with... And then it would just be all of the tweets from me in there. Marks would be tweeting out selfies that he's taken 
uh, with TV stars at an award ceremony that he worked yeah. on. All jokes aside, yeah, exactly. though, all jokes aside, bit of a mental idea, obviously understandable why it's so hard to manage, but there's probably quite a lot of value, though, isn't there, in, in, in things... Is it because no one was using Twitter 2007 through 2012? Yeah, yeah. Except for the, like, didn't yeah, exist. We'll just keep an eye on There's probably quite a lot of value, though, in, in public opinion and what people are tweeting, definitely people that you employ in, things like that, if you have a record of... But trying to manage that, I can imagine, is... Can you... I mean, Mark, you're the admin king here. I mean, what would be your point of call here? What's your team? How many people have you got in your team? You've got a Google Drive guy oh. in here with you, or...? Many. There's. I mean, it's 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 an admin nightmare. Can you imagine Mark in the I meeting? Mean, I, I can. I can understand it. It's a way of trying to keep records, isn't it? Like back in the day, mm-hmm. you'd have been, you know, scribbling down musings from that person and that person, and you know, Aristotle said this. Let's write it in a book. But uh, you know, I think it's it's a bit. Hard can you imagine Mark Dan at the uh, the weekly meeting sitting down? He'd be like, uh, "Excuse me, uh, there's a tweet missing that was tweeted at five minutes past eight on Thursday the 18th and it doesn't seem to be on the Google Drive so who, who am I looking at for this one then? There'd be a high turnover in my team. Do you know what's really annoying Connor? Yeah go on bud. Do you know what's a really bleak way to view the world? If you look at history the people that are, are remembered are the people who have kept records you know whoever you know the people who did the Bible Matthew, Mark, Luke and John mm. Jesus the people who did the Rosetta Stone William Shakespeare Mark Samuel Pepys, rather. Mark is, is going to go down more in history than we are because of his admin, because he's uh, like absolutely. kept a record of what's happened. He is more likely to go down in history because of his fastidious record checking than we will. Mm. Hey, it's not just the love of admin that drives it. Sometimes you've got to be infamous. Connor, did you just fart? No, 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 it's the squeaky chair. <laughs> We're here to tell you about the Loose Lips podcast. We, being me, Georgie Porter. And me, Sharon Carpenter. We're all about honesty and not holding back, especially when it comes to what's in the news. Plus, we answer your questions and we give you advice whenever it's asked for. Even when it's not asked for. We're all about what you're really thinking and what you really want to know. You can expect to hear some of this. I have to say, come on, people, we we're getting a little too sensitive here. And also some of this. She is plugging her entire career in that one moment. That's the Lose Lips podcast out every Tuesday and not forgetting Extra Lippy on Fridays. Find it wherever you found this podcast. We'll see you there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mark, give us your last fact of the podcast. Okay, uh, Connor, have you got your phone there? Yes, bud. Okay, I'm just going to WhatsApp you a picture, and I want you to tell me what you see. Just describe what I I just sent for you on WhatsApp. Why aren't I getting it? Um, I'll get it in a second. Dan. Okay. I just want Connor to explain this first. It looks like a baby. Well, it is a baby stuck in a a tube with no legs. So this is a thing called a pigastat. That is how you keep a toddler from moving during an X-ray. So it is potentially. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. It looks like a baby in a blender. It, it looks, looks like, like a baby, baby in, in a blender. blender, doesn't it? This is not used in the UK much anymore, thankfully, but in the US and Canada, huge. Mark, thanks to you, we are all about to get arrested for having f- child-related <laughs> abuse pictures on our phone. There is no way this is still how it's done. That is absolutely how it's still done in America and Canada. It looks like the baby is in the back end of a dodgy dining room. That does not look like an X-ray room in a hospital. So to, to, to paint the picture for everyone here, you basically have uh imagine a big test tube that has kind of that folds open and folds closed you put the baby in there it sits on a little seat its arm goes up above it and you shut the doors essentially squidging the baby <laughs> in a test tube that's how you ensure that it doesn't move so you can get a clean x-ray of a toddler right so what it looks like it looks like a baby's halfway through doing a Mexican wave, you know, put your hands up in the air and then it's been shoved into a blender and you can only see it top up. What did you say it was called? Uh, it's called a pigastat. Hold on, hold on, hold Look, on. We, now, need, we need to, we need to. Mexican wave and what song, Dan? Put your hands up in the air. What, what, what one is that? And Mexican wave. Mark, am I losing the plot here? But that's definitely not the song for the Mexican wave, isn't it? No, it's, no, no, it's well, not. No, I'm doing two different things. Two different things. Oh, right. Wow. Mm. Hmm. Um, I don't think the Mexican Wave has a song. No, it isn't. It's just you know he's halfway through Mexican the Mexican Wave. wave. He's putting his hands up. He's putting his hand up for Detroit. He loves this city. Uh, now listen, we I, like, there's no point in us doing any more. Here's what you need to do: click pause on your podcast app. Go and look up a pigger stat. So it's P I double G dash O dash stat S T O S T A T. So pig O stat. Oh, so it's like a. Like a brand name of it. Yeah. P-I-W-G-O-S-T-A-T. Pigastat. Look it up. up. It will brighten your day. It's one of the most enjoyably funny, ridiculous pictures you will see. Nothing we can say is funnier than you pressing pause, looking at Pigastat, and then coming back to this. So I'll see you in a sec. Right, time for my last fact of the show. Military chocolate is made to taste terrible on purpose. Why do you think that is, Connor? Military chocolate is made to taste horrendous on purpose. Because they've got to be fit and healthy? <laughs> no, so, sorry. Mark has just sent another picture of a kid in a picker stat, and this one is not happy. Look at his legs! <laughs> he, is, he is very grumpy about this. Uh, military chocolate is made to taste disgusting. Why do you think that is? To keep them fit and healthy. I think Mark might 
maybe view this more logically. Why do you think military chocolate is made to taste terrible on purpose? Because they have enough reasons to kill us, let alone wanting to steal our chocolate at the same time. <laughs> no, that was good. No, it's it's so you don't eat it too early. Military chocolate is designed for, you know, when you're lost, when you're miles away from anything, when you've got no food, when you've got no rations. It's made to taste terrible, so it is the absolute last resort. It's only used in emergencies. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. I like that. So I wonder what they do to the chocolate to make it, like, so they, are they opening bars of dairy milk, making them taste shit and then resealing them? Or is this all unpackaged? I mean, I mean, I'm not convinced they open it up and just go, how can we make this taste I think they make their own. But just with a mental recipe. Mental. I was, I was, I was considering the fact that Dairy Milk maybe had a production line of that military chocolate, which just tastes like ass. But here's what you got to remember: it's also, it's probably tastes like crap because of what it's forced to be made from. It needs to stay good for a long time. Oh. It's got to have high energy because it might be the last thing you're eating. It's yeah. also got to not melt. I know in the chocolate. High temperatures. It's Nestle. It's Nestle. But, <laughs> so and i know that I, earlier on i banged on about um uh i banged on about you know foreign mcdonald's stuff every other chocolate around the world is apart from english and like middle europe australian chocolate dire american chocolate dire Horrific. because it's either too sweet or because so it doesn't melt in the heat yeah hershey's Facts. hershey's is categorically the worst chocolate ever made it's true other than military chocolate the only superior chocolate is um, the Reese's chocolate, which is American, isn't it? Reese's Pieces and stuff. Yeah. That's an American brand. That is elite. Yeah, but that- and also in Australia, to, to defend them, they do these like raspberry chocolate bars that you can only get in Australia. And it's a raspberry flavoured centre. They are incredible. I can't remember what they're called. They're great. But Dan, I'm with you. Chocolate everywhere else tastes like they do cherry ripes and they do Tim Tams, and I don't really don't want to get into the whole thing of oh this chocolate's good from this place. Uh, but and the yeah. reason Reese's Pieces are good is because they're filled with peanut butter and it distracts you. Military chocolate is made by Hershey's, mm. so there you go. There the you go. And, and you know what it goes down really well with a liter of your own piss. Connor, give us your last fact of the show. Ancient Egyptians used to use dead mice for their toothaches. Oh, I was ready to tell you that we'd had this one. We haven't had well this done. one. We haven't had this one, you're right. Uh, how? Back in, obviously, the day, um, they had Back a, in the day! They, yeah, we're going back there. Brace yourself. They had a strong belief um, that a dead mouse would help your toothache. So what they would do is they would create a paste with a dead mouse um, using some herbs and other ingredients, and then they'd apply it directly to the tooth and gums that would be in pain. They also believed that a beetle pushed the sun across the sky. Hmm. I mean, does it not? Who knows? Ancient Egyptians uh, were pretty insane. They used to... The pharaohs would cover their servants in, like, sweet syrup to attract all the bugs to them so that when they were eating their food and stuff, they the bugs didn't go all over them. That's where the original compliment of you sweet thing comes from. This is the best bit about yeah, this. So, so if you had a mild case of toothache, you'd get a dead mice mixed with other ingredients to apply. But if your toothache was really f***ing bad, it'd just be a blended up mice, dead. Just just on its own, no herbs, no other ingredients, just blend him straight up, directly on. So they believed that the mice, dead, held the cure to the toothache. So mild, you get some herbs in it. Bad toothache, just the mice, dead, blended. I often wonder what people's teeth were like back during the day, you know. I've got a question for you, Connor. Hmm. What do you think the singular of mice is? Mouse, Rather mice. Than a mice. 
Mice mouse. Okay, good. I'm just making sure you know because you keep saying a mice. Oh, just, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just want to be clear. Uh, you tell you why I don't want this podcast to become. Oh, it's already I mean, become, it become that. Mate. We're, to... we're, a, we're a year in right now. <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it. We used to. But trust that is, me. That is that is very funny. Come on, that is very funny. Uh, amazing. Right, I think that's it for this week of Baffled. What have we learned? We have learned that film stars can be incredibly ballsy when it comes to accents and when it comes to caps. Also, uh, military chocolate and every chocolate apart from the one from the grand old United of Kingdom tastes like <laughs> And if you're ever thirsty, take a leaf out of Bear Grylls book and go and get some water from your taps, you disgusting people. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Connor. See you later. Uh, as will I. We'll see you on Friday for another Connor Explains. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.